Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> It ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? Hey, heart stuff. It's officially chub rub season. My go-to for times like this is Lana Kane. You heard of that? No. What about baby powder? I don't know if baby powder actually works if you've got like thick thighs and you're going to get hot and sticky and I don't know. We're not sponsored by Lana Kane, but I'm telling everybody it works. Try it. It's fucking good. You can get it on Amazon Prime. Is it a lube? <laughs> I don't know if it's luby. I don't know. It's been a while since I've worn it. Must be luby, isn't it? Must be a lube. Mm. But not that kind of a, not a sexual kind of a lube. Yeah, we're not, we're not doing those things. <laughs> don't go putting it on your willy, basically. But anyway, welcome back to Thank You Next, the podcast about turning your relationship L's into wins. I'm Raj. And I am Hardy. And on this podcast, we like to talk about the relationship L's that we've taken. L's, by the way, are losses. Like the time you were dating a narcissist and had absolutely no idea. Or the other time you were a selfish brat and didn't realise. We like to figure out what we've learned from the situations we've been in. So we turn that big old L into a lesson and we say, thank you, next. And when we say relationship L's, we don't only mean the romantic relationships or your hinge matches. I heard you joined dating apps. Did you no. join dating apps? No, 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 no. I was thinking about it yesterday on my walk home, actually. I was like, I do want to, but first of all, I can't bother to make a profile and someone to judge me on a profile. Like, you need to meet the real deal. But the other thing is, I do not want to see people on there that I know or people I work with. I think it's really embarrassing. You keep saying this. I don't think it's embarrassing at all. It's normal. Yeah, I don't know. But I came across my friend the other day and she told me she joined this dating app called Field or something. She was like, "Have you? are you on it? Have you joined it? I was like, no. She was like, it's for a dating app for people's kinks or something. And I was like, okay. Um, and then she said, uh, Hardeep, have you ever had a threesome? And I was like, lol, <laughs> do you know who you're talking to here? I'm literally a virgin. Have you heard of this app? No, but... The last time I was on Tinder, everyone on Tinder was like in a relationship and just shopping around for someone to have a threesome with. So I was like, wow, Tinder's really become a different app now, you know? Because people were like, oh, I met my husband on Tinder. I met the guy I'm in a six-year relationship with on Tinder. And it's like, yeah, well, lucky you. If you've had a threesome, please let us know. Hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. I don't think I could deal with it. I'm really uh, insecure and selfish. So I don't think... I don't think it would be for me. So uh, just to recap, on this podcast, we talk about all of the relationships in your life, not just the potential matches, the romantic relationships, the matches that Hardeep is not going to meet because she's not going on any apps. We're talking about all of the relationships. So like the ones you have with your family, your friends, your frenemies, your colleagues, your bosses, your neighbours, everybody. So if you've got a story about a relationship in your life that you want to share with us, 
and say thank you next to email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com you can send us a voice note if you're feeling ballsy and make sure you're following us on socials for all of the extra content that we put out on there it's thank you next pod this week we're getting into the relationship lessons from doja cat's new album planet her we both listened to the deluxe edition which has 19 fucking tracks and i have not listened to an album like that start to finish in so fucking long and i've listen to it from start to finish so many times can i just say that uh tyler the creator's album is also out the new one make sure you listen to it all right <laughs> i don't work for him yeah do you work but, for him <laughs> but it's a beautiful it's a beautiful album and if you like doja's you you might like his as well and guess who's on this album not tyler the creator <laughs> no ariana grande in the weekend are on doja cat's album the ariana track is literally one of my favorites i love it it's so beautiful it's just a fucking sick album. And there's one track that I heard as well. You literally think you've gone back to early 2000s or the 90s. I'm like, this is better old school, but I love it. I love this album because it is so diverse in its sound, isn't it? There's one like trap sort of track. There's something for everyone on this album. It is one of those things that you can have on and get ready to. So we're going to get into the shit that went down this week. Love Island's been Love Islanding. And Raj, you ain't even been watching. What's going on? I've just got so tired of watching because nothing would happen. This has been one of the most tiresome seasons of love island to watch and i genuinely feel sorry for anyone out there who is experiencing this as their first season of love island if that is you please go back and watch previous seasons so yeah i've stopped watching because they do really stupid things like long out things such as for example oh there's going to be a recoupling and then you get to the end of the episode and there's no recoupling and then they tease it again for the next day and it's just like on and on and on. And you're, it feels like I'm watching Sunset Beach, you know, where I'm watching stuff happen, but nothing actually happens. And it doesn't matter if I miss an episode or two. So what I've done is I think I've missed most of this week's episodes and I just caught up with Sunday's episode and I watched uh, Sunday night's episode. So that was Sharon's last night in the villa. And then I saw Brad and Rachel and Sharon on After Some. So I'm just going to probably do that, do it as a once a weeker, because who can be asked with this shit? Unless it gets better, but I don't see it getting better. It's a weak year this year, let's be honest. Do you think anyone out there is experiencing this as their first year? Yeah, because we had Poppy Begum on the podcast, didn't we? And she said that this was her first year watching Love Island. Wow. And yeah, I, I did say to her, like, please don't take this season as a reflection of Love Island on the whole, because it has been better than this. They can do better. I don't even think it's the cast. I feel like it's the editing, it's the producers. I don't think we're seeing a lot of stuff that is appealing to the audience on screen, because obviously there was this massive friendship between Aaron and Kaz, which we never really saw much of, but now we see it. And The cliffhanger thing, have they ever done that before? Because it's ridiculous this time. It's never been as rinsed out as it has been this season. I feel like, yes, they have done that before where we've been like, oh, come on, come on. But it's never been as rinsed out it's like go -to. regularly. Yeah, it's just, and I wonder how many days behind are we in the villa? Because you guys are showing the recoupling, you know, on day one, day two and day three. So like, how many days behind are we? Mm. Bizarre. The games are also really bad. The uh, game where one's a prisoner and they were like, oh, you've got to release the and the prisoner and do the sexy dance and then they did the cat and mouse game the games are on and the food game I don't know what kind of porn the production team has been watching on Pornhub but 
it ain't the the stuff that everyone else has been watching. So. Nah, the games they're, are trash. Because they're clearly getting these ideas from... The games are trash. That food game was disgusting. I feel like it's a man as well. Oh, yeah, of course. It always is. But uh, one thing I found really interesting was Brad going on After Sun and they kind of showed behind the scenes of when he came out of the villa and the first people he spoke to was his brother and his sister-in-law. And they gave it to him raw, mate. What did they say? He he was like, so how did I come across in the... You know, I can't do my Brad accent. It, <laughs> but anyway, he was like... And what was his accent? How did I come across in the... Like, I don't know. <laughs> Where was he from? I don't, I don't remember. Can he, can he? He's got a very thick accent that sometimes you, I have to like squint. Is he Geordie? No, I don't know. I have to squint to understand what he's saying. Mm. It's like he's from the valleys. He's kind of like that, maybe. I don't know, actually. I don't know where he's from. He goes, so how did I come across? His brother was like... Yeah, you came across as if you as if you loved yourself, can't lie. I think he looks like a mug in the fact that like, I can't believe the pretty privilege that Lucinda has. It's unreal. She looks like a, a doll, literally a perfect doll. And every man is just like in love with her. And he sacrificed himself to go home and let her stay and have the experience. Probably hoping that she'll still be single. She literally cracked on the next day. Yeah. She's got every dude wrapped around her finger. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's interesting because there's loads of jokes. I think even Millie, who is her friend, was taking the mick of her, out of her saying like, oh, I'm doing impressions of her. And all she was saying was, really? Okay. No, no, no. You know, and just stuff like that. And it's like, oh, God, all right. I don't know anything about her other than she owns that fashion business. And that's all I know. She's very pretty. She's just very pretty. And then another thing, like, so the the sister-in-law, he said, do you think Luce was into me? Cindy. He calls her Cindy, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you think Cindy was into me? And, um... She was like, no, mate, you were more into her than she was into you. That's how it looks. And I was like, like, this family is legit the one. Brad's going to come home and be like, yeah, man, I was on Love Island. They're going to be like, sit back down. That girl weren't into you. You were full of yourself. Like, da-da-da-da-da. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought that was nice. You have people in your life that fucking keep it real with you. Do you know what I mean? I do feel bad for him now, though, because, like, yeah, they don't know how it's going to get edited and what what narrative we're going to see. And the narrative that we've seen is that what I've taken away is that he picked a girl who literally don't give a shit and back, like, just got on it with someone else the next day. Yeah, Bichara. It's, it's similar to, you know, what happened with Rachel and that was kind of his his doing, isn't it? Maybe it's karma, who knows? Oh, yeah, he was he was acting dumb with her saying, you're my type, you're my type. And then next day to listen to you're my type, you're my type. So, yeah, yeah. maybe it's karma. Yeah. What do you think of Danny? Because I think people would think, like my friends would look at Danny and think Danny's my type, but absolutely no. I think if you met Danny in real life and it wasn't a thing that you saw on Love Island and you had all this background information about him, because obviously there's been a lot of information that's come out about Danny where um, there's screenshots where he's saying to someone, yo, my N-word, and Love Island producers have a job to do when they hire these people and they kind of screen stuff and they do advise people to delete comments and go through their own social media and comb them. And they it's their job as well to go through that stuff and advise them of things to delete. But bloody hell, like, you you missed a spot, didn't you, mate? Like, fucking hell. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think if you didn't know any of that stuff, and genuinely he was someone you bumped into at work, maybe you would be, yeah, he's all right, he's all right. Mm. But I think you know too much about him. He's also playing a game. I think he purposely went on a date with Sharon and Kaz because they are... They've been there, they're like OG, he's been there since the start. 
kind of, they're both they're both in there since the start, aren't they? And yeah. they're both women of color, like women of color, like kind of thing. Yeah, I think he's playing a game. I don't know if it's him or if, if it's the producers because the producers do push people to pick certain people. So I'm kind of mm. like, eh? is it production? What is it? Because Kaz is, is like her? a favorite. Like if you go on Twitter, everyone's like, oh my god, look at her outfits. Oh, we can't. We need to find her a good man. She's got a banging body. It was interesting because I remember at one point at the beginning of Love Island there was a scene that Love Island socials kept pushing and it was a picture of Kaz and Brad having a chat upstairs on that rooftop mm. and it never got shown. The scene never got shown on the show. So everyone was like, what was this about? But it's just like, because they knew that Kaz was popular. So they were just putting out this picture of her and Brad making everyone think that something's going to happen with her and Brad. Mm. So that's what I mean. I think the producers are trying to, I don't, I don't really know if it's the contestants playing a game or if it's the producers playing a game. Mm, it's interesting. Because then, yeah, how are you going to go on a date with both of them and then... He he's saying he likes. What's he saying? He, he said he likes someone who knows what they want. Some he said he yeah, liked fiery. Put him in his place. Yeah, and then then he couples up with Lucinda. I'm just like, okay. I think it's interesting that these men are coming in and saying, "Oh, we want this kind of a woman," but then you're going for that. So it's like the actions speak louder than words, as usual. But what's I'm finding really bizarre is I know previously a long time ago when there was just a first look I said oh Aaron's all right but really no 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 and I can't stand Aaron since he was sleeping in the same bed with Sharon every night and being all up on her holding hands every night and then pick Kaz the next day and I and maybe it's because we didn't see that friendship blossom on the show but it just seemed really strange and now everyone all of a sudden is obsessed with Aaron and so Rachel was on After Sun and she was like oh yeah my crush my villa crush is Aaron and I didn't I didn't want to step on anyone's toes like so Sharon was my girl so I didn't want to break girl code and now I don't know does Kaz have a thing for Aaron is this a thing I don't know man she snogged him proper long deep intense snog during a game where even Aaron was like I actually walked to the toilet when that okay even Aaron was like I thought that was gonna last for a few seconds but it went on quite a bit so that was quite interesting and Lucinda and Aaron are a thing, but I, I rate Lucinda for swerving Aaron's kiss. I rate that girl mm. for doing that. She did make that point though, didn't she? That if I had, if I wanted a nice boyfriend or I want a horrible boyfriend or whatever she said. I think she was talking about Danny being the bad one because he, he looked like he had a bit of a temper. He was a bit quick to get annoyed at Aaron just for chatting to Lucinda. Well, she, he did try and kiss her, so yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I guess. I mean, she is beautiful. I think her eyes are unreal. No, I mean her, oh, okay. who she's looking for. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously she's fucking beautiful. Yeah, obviously. She's got um, big Bambi eyes. Yeah, but I'm bored of that. I'm bored of... I want more, you know? There's been a lot of talk about this year's Love Island being the most diverse. That was the line that the producers were giving at the beginning of the season, that this is going to be the most diverse season of Love Island ever, and it isn't, because I've seen way more diverse seasons of Love Island than this, so... Hey, come to North London. Tell me why you lying. No, 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 you lying. Mm, oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop <laughs> fucking lying. Exactly. Next. Every week, we say thank you next to something that's happened in the world of pop culture, in the general world out there. That's away from our relationship lessons. So let's find out what Hardeep's saying thank you next to you this week. So I've been having a lot of trouble in the crotch region. A lot of irritation. Oh. And I've been wearing different types of underwear, just trying the materials, styles. And you know what? I'm just done with the way it cuts into your, like, you know, into the creases. I'm done. Why is women's underwear made this way? 
No, it's not bare tight or anything. What kind of underwear are you wearing? Right now, I'm just wearing like any no VPL, Victoria's Secret standard, just like anything. I sometimes wear like their like cotton ones to sleep in. And then like, I don't know if I got, if I'm wearing something particularly tight, then I'll go for something else, you know? There's a, it's not a certain type. There's not, it, I'm tr- I'm doing a lot, a widespread of underwear, but just keeps cutting into the crease region. Anyway, other than that, Women's underwear is just not made for life sometimes, I feel. So I was wearing, I don't know, just some standard pants one day. And then I was doing yoga. And then, like, they're, just, they're moving about. Like, the it's becoming exposed, you know, one lip. And I'm like, what's going on here, man? Like, it, it's just not correct. I don't like it. I did see, that I think it was Jamila Jamil, posted that a sports team... Because I also think this about sports, like women's sports. Why is our underwear so shaped just outside the vag like why have we not got a bit more room to like breathe why does it's not made like with extra obviously there's different styles if you're going to wear like boxers or whatever but i don't want to wear boxers i've done that been there for my whole teenage years anyway yeah so some swim i think it's a swim team or some sort of sports team have just been allowed to wear shorts because they said that the pants that they were having to wear were too exposing Basically, I don't know who makes women's underwear or who designed it, but I need to go back in history and find out because it's not correct. Have you ever experienced these problems? No. What about when you're ex- exercising or stretching? Does do you can feel like a bit of air, a bit of gap? <laughs> no, because I'm not exercising in my underwear. You don't wear pants when you underwear when you. No, I'm not exercising in my underwear. As in, I'm wearing underwear and then I'm wearing leggings on top, so the leggings are probably holding everything in place. No. Yeah. But there's sometimes where I'll wear different, like if I'm wearing, uh, but maybe looser shorts or something. Yeah, obviously, if you wear leggings, everything's fine. You don't notice anything. But if you're wearing any of anything else on top, that's a bit maybe a bit more loose. You can, it's just all moving about and. Yeah, see, this is just it. I don't really, I don't wear anything. I wear loose stuff up top, but I tend to wear leggings all the time at the bottom. So I haven't experienced any of this. All right, next time you're like sitting down and you take your leg out to the side, see what happens. Take my leg out to the side. All right. The hole was almost exposed. I was like, come on. <laughs> I remember being at PE once um, when we were little and um, there's this one guy that used to, I don't know what he was wearing. He must have been wearing shorts or boxers. And yeah, it was just peeking out and everyone was looking at it. We were all laughing about it. And we were just like, oh my God, like someone needs to tell him. But uh, so I think men have this problem too. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like men, their underwear is made a bit bigger because obviously they have stuff to hold in place. But I guess we don't have to hold anything in place, but still like, why is it not made just a tiny bit more lower you know yeah if anyone else has been experiencing these issues please let us know it's hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can sign in the dms at thank you next pod so Hardy, just to recap what do you want to say thank you next to this week women's underwear just fuck off i don't like it i feel like maybe you should design some i think this is where we're going mm-hmm. like if there was just was no elastic in the middle in the middle thank you next so we've already told you guys that today's relationship lessons are coming from Doja Cat's new album, Planet Her. So we picked three relationship lessons just for you, inspired by the album. Let's get into that. So lesson one, one taught me. Women need to stop being pitted against each other. And this lesson comes from the song Woman. It's literally the first song. Woman, I can be a woman. Woman, woman, woman. Fucking love this whole album. I know I've said it already like four times. But the lyric is, they want to pit us against each other when we're succeeding for no reason. They want to see us end up like we Regina on Mean Girls. 
just made me think about how amazing things do happen when we work together. Beyonce and Shakira, Hardeep and Raj, Cardi B and Normani, or Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. I feel like such amazing things can actually happen when we work together, but a lot of the time it feels like we are in competition with each other. Have you ever felt like that? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, especially in our industry, we are always naturally pitted against each other. So whether it's like, there's one radio slot for this woman. So every other woman is against each other to get that slot. Like you can't be supporting each other. You have to see every other woman out there as competition. And I was saying this to you earlier, like I feel like it's the patriarchy, isn't it? That creates this thing of being like, there's only space for one. And being in this industry, obviously you hear stories, you hear about things. So I have known of places who have hired women who are extremely good looking, very, very stunning influencer type, you know, women. And they do that strategically to make the existing female workforce feel a type of way. And that's literally been their whole strategy for hiring these certain very, very extremely good looking women. I'm, I'm talking from a talent perspective, right? Like, so not, not necessarily like, you know, people working in the law office, but I don't know, maybe this does happen in the law office. So this has happened at radio stations, TV stations, things like that. And it's usually, yeah, it's because they think that it's going to make the other women step up their game because they're going to feel so insecure about this new perfect person that's arrived that they're going to somehow all of a sudden, like, I don't know, I don't know what they want out of it, whether they want the other women to come to work with perfect hair and stick on lashes and, you know, lips done to the nines and things like that. I don't know if that's what they want or whether they think it's actually genuinely going to make people step up their game. But what it does do is create an us versus them thing. And it's it's usually, you know, the women against each other. That's all it does. That's all it creates. I remember once when I first like moved to London and I got given, like not given, I worked really fucking hard for it, a job. And this girl said to me, it's because you're young and like you're cool and she was kind of like a normal average like just not anyone you just went to like six just an average person yeah yeah she was kind of like oh they pit you because you're like cool and young and she didn't say brown but she probably did mean that Mm. but there have been situations where i've been working with or i've come across people who i know or i feel like yeah they've been hired because of the way they look and i've found it hard to be nice to them And then I think, yeah, who's winning in this? You know, if it's a man hiring, which is a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. who's winning? No one's winning here if we're all, if we're going to then not. Yeah. But me and you could have done that. Me and you could have been like, we're in the similar industry. We both do social media. We both do radio. We both like make content. You could have looked at me and been like, oh, that's my competition. And we wouldn't have created this. Yeah, that's not really my vibe. I'm not really about that. And it's interesting though, because I do expect other women to feel like that about me. Mm. I never thought that about you because I thought we're so different. What do you mean? We're just so different, you know? Like I didn't... No, I don't mean you. I mean like in general, like when there's another brown girl in a similar industry to me or doing a similar thing to me, I naturally feel like they're going to hate me or they're going to want to make me their enemy. For example, like Poppy, Poppy J, who has been on our podcast before, she's a presenter. And obviously I had just sort of won this big award and everything. And I did hear, you know, rumblings about certain people saying certain things about me. She wasn't one of them, but I did expect her to feel the same way about me. Like, oh, I don't like her because, you know, she's done this and she's done that and she's my competition and only I can be here. But actually when we met, she was 
really supportive, became my friend really, really quickly, ranted to everyone that would listen about how talented she thought I was. And I was just like, oh my God, this brown girl is being so nice to me. And I'm saying brown because genuinely I've experienced this more with brown women than I have Mm. any other because I feel like the opportunities for us are so small that it's only natural that we do get pitted against each other. Mm. And Mindy Calling talked about this in one of her books as well, that back in the day when she got onto a diversity scheme for writing and she was the only brown woman, she was A, the only woman, but also the only brown woman, she felt a little bit of privilege with that. And she felt like she was wearing that as, as her badge of honor and being like, yeah, I'm the only one and there should only be space for me. And it took her a lot of time to unlearn that. Mm. So I think when you are in a place where there are there's only such small chances for you to make it in anywhere, it's only natural that you kind of feel like, yeah, you have to be pitted against each other and stuff. Yeah, Poppy was someone recently in my in my recent, in this year, I would say, who has proven that not only can women be nice to each other, even if they are doing similar things, representing similar things, maybe going for the same roles, but they can also support you. Like she checks in with me about my writing goals and it's constantly like, have you done it yet? Have you done that yet? Are you doing that yet? You should do this. And why would anyone do that? But that's a queen supporting a queen, isn't it? Yeah. And when we started our podcast, we did like a post just to introduce it and we wouldn't have the sound effects if it wasn't for another woman and things like that. And I think when people come together, even like actors, when they work on stuff, they're working with millions of other people. It wouldn't be a thing. It wouldn't be what it is with just one person. I always think it's just so much better to, yeah, chat to someone else and get their ideas and work together. Mm, But why do you think that it's such a common thing that women are often pitted against each other? Men have so much space and so many opportunities. Maybe they don't feel they have to fight for it in the same way. Like I think I've said before, I was having an interview once and everyone who was there, who was interviewing me, was a man. There was no women in that room. So maybe they, maybe that's how we feel. The way I see it is that men men often pick each other up and and bring the other men up. Like I've always known Mm. the men around me, my peers, when I was producing, the men would always get picked up by the male bosses and the women would always be pushed down. Mm. And that's something that I noticed going through. And I think that's something that happens industry to industry. So I think really, honestly, it is up to us as women to pick other women up because the men ain't going to do it. Yeah, I feel like people are doing that more. I've, I saw some posts going around about Cardi B being up Normani on their new track and even Black Girls Living, they got us on their podcast and they share our stuff, we share their stuff. I think it's only a win-win. Maybe it's not in our nature to do it too much. I've noticed a lot of people are quite stingy with compliments as well. I think this weekend I went in and I was chatting to someone and I was saying loads of nice stuff to them because I meant it, because I genuinely meant it. And then I sat there and I was like, whoa, you've not said anything nice to me. Not like I expect it. I'm not saying it to get it back. But I think sometimes people don't show their appreciation as much. Like, you know, a like or a share or whatever goes such a long way. But also... Doja also bigs up Nicki Minaj in her song, Get Into It Yeah. She has like a whole verse where she raps like Nicki and then at the end she says, thanks Nicki, I love you. But I think that's really cool because without Nicki, would there be all the artists that we have now? Would there be like a Miss Banks? Would there be Steph London? Would there be any of uh, like Megan Thee Stallion? Maybe women are a bit more like, yes, queen, than they were before because like when Nicki Minaj came out, there was a whole thing about her and Lil' Kim, which is like, they're like fucking decades apart but anyway um 
in time. But again, because Little Kim was the only personal reference, isn't it? There in that industry. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every woman has a woman in their career that how Jojo's thanking Nikki. I know that there's a woman in my career that I can thank, like, and that's Sheetal Palmer. Shout out to Sheetal because she gave me my first job at the BBC and she took time and energy, I mean, extra hours after work to educate me on how the BBC bloody worked and all of the processes and, you know, train me up as a journalist, which no one else was willing to fucking do. And I don't even know if that was her job because since then, I have to be really honest, I've not come across anyone like that. Not one person like that who's Mm. willing to take that time out and train a newbie. And all I ever hear nowadays is, oh, we don't have time or energy to train new people. (laughs) So I'm really thankful that, yeah, that there was a woman in my life that created a place for me and created space for me and allowed me to like grow as well. Mm. So I think it's it's fucking important. It's so important. If she wasn't around, I don't know if, if I would have had this long-standing career in production that turned into broadcasting or whatever. Yeah, there was a, a lady who gave me my first job when I moved to London, which I, I wouldn't have been able to move here if she didn't give it to me. So there you go, mate. So there you go. So Hardy, what are you saying thank you next to here? I'm saying thank you next to women being pitted against each other or as seeing each other as competition because when we work together, look what we can create. It's not always about competition, man. I think it's an unhealthy way to be. And I think it's actually just a result of the patriarchy and that men want us to be against each other and vying for their attention. But we should be vying for each other's attention instead. Thank you. Next. So we're going to get on to lesson two. It's coming from Raj. So one taught me. Being alone is not a bad thing, yo. This is from a track called Alone, believe it or not. Oh, wow. The first thing I want to get into is the opening track is literally, baby, when you fought me at the door, kind of hard to force what's natural. Maybe you don't want what you need most. Is it crazy that I'm not scared to be alone? You know, me and Hardy have both had our little periods this week of feeling lonely and I mean it's funny that I use the word period because I was literally on my period who came early had me feeling a type of way I was working at an event on Thursday and I did not want to talk it was it was very unexpected because all of a sudden I was there setting up and I got told that I had to do socials for the event so I was like oh I didn't know that I didn't know I was going to do that because if I knew that I would have come mentally prepared that I need to be social at this event and I was not ready to be social at this event because I just spent my day sweating setting up the venue and things like that so fine I tried to be social I couldn't do it and little did I know that my period was coming and it was a bit of a monstrous period and it was one of those periods where it's like be alone you need to be alone Mm. so I just charged my phone up like by nine o'clock I was supposed to stay there till 11 or something and charged my phone up and I just left WhatsApp to people and was like, make this person take over on socials, blah, blah, blah. I'm going home. And I walked from Carnaby Street to fucking Harrods, mate. Put it into perspective to other people what that is. So it is about, I'd say, at least a a 40-minute walk, 45-minute walk, roughly. And wasn't it in the evening? It was in the evening. The sun was setting. You know, I walked through Mayfair. I walked through, like, like, just the quiet parts of town. It was so nice to be alone and feel alone and be with my own thoughts that I was just like oh my God, this is what I needed. I can't be around people right now, even if they're people I like, but there were some people there that I didn't like. And I was just like, I can't be around this shit. So that was a moment where I was just like, oh, I felt at ease. I felt like my shoulders just dropped. There was just like, oh, no tension. I'm alone. Great. Amazing. But then on the other hand, I got home and that I think since then for a couple of days, didn't leave the house, didn't talk to anyone. I'm lying when I say that though, because I did talk to people, but I just 
didn't see people and I felt so alone in a negative way. And I was like, no one wants to talk to me. No one likes me. No one wants to spend time with me. No one's checking in on me, even though I did have conversations with people. But Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, just I felt I felt really alone in a bad way, but I wasn't craving a relationship or something. But I, I genuinely just wanted some of my friends to be like, "What are you doing? Let's do something." But no one did. It's kind of funny because I was feeling the same way, and I texted you to tell you, and it was like we were both feeling the exact same way, and we both just hadn't had that conversation with each other because it's it's really interesting because I've actually said I've not been scared to say it. I've said to at least five different people in the last week, "Oh yeah, I feel a bit lonely." I just didn't say it to you specifically and we were both feeling the same way. I know. And it's so nice that you had that nice walk and you felt great, but it's obviously, I was going to say it's shit, but it's not. It just is that it happened that you felt a bit poo after. But yeah, I definitely felt the same way. Like yesterday I finished work really early and then I put in the group chat, I've got this group chat of just like everyone I know who's in the region uh, to say anyone up for going on a walk and I named two different parks, one's fucking south, one's west. I was like... It's probably my fault as well because I'm quite last minute with plans, but no one was free. And then I decided to go meet up with my mom who was in Oxford for the day. But yeah, I was feeling bare lonely. And um, I told Raj last week before we recorded that I was messaging someone who didn't message me back and it made me feel really shitty. And I noticed that I was checking my phone more and stuff like that and feeling quite anxious by the conversation. And I don't know how, but it feels like, you know, we all talk about it on this podcast, like being alone is fine and being on your own is great and da, da, da. We are obviously social beings and humans. We need love, blah, 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 human touch, all the rest of it. But at the same time, my mind had kind of like flipped from thinking, not I want someone to, I need someone to complete me. I don't know how it happened. I've obviously caught myself in thinking that. I don't want to think like that because I don't, I don't want to be doing stuff out of desperation or... It would it be nice to know that someone's picking you just to fill a void. I never want to do that. I never want to do that to someone else. Yeah, a hundred percent. So we've had our little battles with the word alone this week, which is mm. interesting. I've not experienced that in such a long time, mm. in such a long time. So I was just like, oh my God, what is happening? But then obviously we had that chat and it was like, okay, this is normal. It's okay. Like we're both going for a little bit of a, I don't know, dry spell, a lonely spell or whatever. So yeah, this whole track is basically about Doja not being scared of being alone, but realizing she's in a relationship at this stage though. And she, in the relationship, she's kind of like, I'm not scared to be alone. Like that's not why I'm going to stay in this relationship. Another lyric is got to tell him rest in peace. Bet you thought I'd die alone. It doesn't make sense to me, but I keep my head up high alone. You ain't even there for me, but now you're scared to be alone. Hmm. There's so many things in this. That is just bloody interesting. So when someone's fighting to make you stay in the relationship, even though your relationship is going to shit, literally, it's falling apart. But the only reason they're fighting for you to stay in that relationship is because 
they don't want to be alone. They're scared of being alone. And looking back on a couple of things, I think, oh my God, most of my relationships have been there for so long because the men didn't want it to end because they were scared of being alone. Have you ever felt that? I know I've definitely felt that. And how do you know the other person's doing it because they're scared of being alone? Because I think it's, it's one of those things when you realize that you're not moving forward together anymore and that what what's keeping you guys together, you have to think about that. Like what is keeping you guys together? Mm. If you're having those conversations and you're initiating those conversations to problem solve and be like, you know, it's not working and things like that, but the other person is just adamant that you stay together and they genuinely have no reasons, then I will say there is no other reason other than that they're scared of being alone. I think that when I had a conversation with my friend and I was like, why are you with them? And she was like, I love them. I don't think that is it. Saying I love you. I think that's weak. If I said to you, why are you with dot, 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 you said, I love them. I'd be like, okay. I guess it doesn't matter what other people think, but that's not enough of a reason, surely. I don't know. And then it's interesting because she says, bet you thought I'd die alone. And I can't tell you the amount of times I have heard men say, you're not going to find someone better than me. And (laughs) you said it. (laughs) I have said it, but it's also because it has been said to me. And they always say, you're not going to find someone better than me. You're going to end up alone, you know, at the rate you're going. If you know, you're not going to find someone that has everything, you're going to end up alone. And I'm never alone, I have to say. And B, even if I was alone, trust me, I would treat myself better than you're treating me. So what's wrong with being alone? People use that term as like a threatening thing. Like, oh, you're going to end up alone. And it's like, well, would that be so bad? It would be better than being with a dickhead. You're going to end up alone is like a story you'll tell a kid so they behave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is it manipulation? It is manipulation. Yeah. It is fucking manipulation. Because it's like, you, if you don't do this, you'll end up alone. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So I think this track just tells a story of just a fucking bad relationship that she needs to get out of. And she's ready to get herself out of it because she's not scared of being alone. More lyrics, right? Here's some more lyrics. You want me, but it's by. You're giving me reasons to fly. Pack up my shit and be wise. Jump in the ride. Hit up my dude on the side. Ooh. And I just thought what I liked about that is that she's sort of saying, I pack up my shit and be wise. And so many tracks that we celebrate, that I love, are like, I bust the windows out your car. Dun, 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 dun. You know, all of that, like, and, um, you know, move your shit to the, you know, even Beyonce did it, innit? To the left, to yeah. the left. Everything you own in a box to the left. But it's like, this woman's just being like, you know what, I'm taking it slow, I'm packing up my shit and I'm being wise. I'm I'm being smart about it. I know I'm better than this. I'm just going to hit up my sighting. We're going to do a little fun night out, you know? And, um, it's going to be all good. And I liked that message. I feel like this is this whole album as well. There's a lot of themes in it. But generally, one theme that keeps coming up is that it's very woke. It's very self-aware. She's very self-aware of the other person and what their motives are and like what she is trying to get in tune with herself. Mm. And I love that about this. I love that about this whole album. Another line that is coming in this verse is either we fuck or we fight. Ooh. When you're in a relationship that is kind of like at a dead end, those are the two things that sort of keep it going. It's either you're going to have more and more fights or you're going to have fights and you're going to have makeup sex. And you stay for the sex because you think the sex is great. And I, I mean, how many times have you heard that? People being like, the sex is great. This, 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 but the sex is great. I've not really heard that many people have say you that. But you know, fighting, the roller, I know about the roller coaster of fighting and making up. Yeah. That is addictive. And as a Pisces, I'm addicted to being addicted. Oh, no. And um, the highs and the lows are like, it comes up Mm. so good and crashes so low. I think 
Now I know it's a warning sign I'd stay well away, but before I used to think that's a sign of someone's passion, mm. our passion for each other, and this is love. Mm, mm, mm. And now I'm like, nah, mm. nah, a hundred percent. All right, I'm going into another verse now. So I ain't want to share my dreams when it involves you, not the man I need. Started feeling like I failed my team, missing gigs for you, but you never felt like me. Whoa. So Dojo's obviously a singer. If she's missing gigs for someone. For a dude. She's literally not doing her job. That is her career. That is her dream. She wants to be on stage vibing with her fans. And she's not doing that. She's canceling that shit because of a dude. And I just think, yeah, when you're missing events that are important to you and important to your circle and you're doing that for someone else because they've asked you to do it, because they've told you to do it, because it makes them feel insecure if you're doing it, or because they make you feel like the relationship should be given some kind of hierarchy in what's important to you, then my Lord, that is another red fucking flag. And I wanted to ask you, Hardy, have you done that ever? I've never not done something because someone's told me not to. But I have missed work because I've been having too much of a good time with someone or not prioritised my career. That's fun though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, but, okay. I have definitely... Like, was it an important day at work? No, or? just any old day. Um, yeah. But I <laughs> I remember... Th- I really do remember the day I called in sick. I remember it so clearly. I've definitely not prioritised my career. I'd say in the last like three years or so, I've really, since being single basically, I've, yeah. I've had no choice but to prioritise my career because I got... I had no distractions, but definitely I feel like I was coasting for a long time. I feel like I was coasting for at least four years. I'm like, what was I doing? How was I even spending my time? Have you ever fucked up your career a little bit for somebody else? Yeah, I I think definitely unintentionally. Like I had no idea I was doing it, but after the breakup, like my boss had said a few things to me, like you wouldn't come to after work drinks. You wouldn't come to these things. You wouldn't come to meet these people. And, you know, in any industry, networking is a really big part of moving forward and your career and making just being better at your job because you know that you can holler at someone that you might need in another field and I would not do any of that stuff because it would always be like when you're coming home what you're making for dinner da, 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 da. what time are you leaving work I'm leaving work now meet me at this station or da, 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 da. so I missed out on a lot of that stuff and I don't know what opportunities they could have led to because you know it's all about who you kind of meet and who gives you that opportunity at the time and yeah, I, I did get told afterwards that, yeah, you just, you you were so thingy that you wouldn't even come out to drinks. You wouldn't come out after work. You wouldn't stay a minute like having chit chat with us and things like that because you're so, you become so focused on just that relationship and you forget about everything else. And I was doing well at work at the time, but I'm pretty sure I could have been doing better. Mm, yeah, I was saying, I was saying to you before we recorded that my friend, she still brings it up every now and then. She's like, oh, when you were with so-and-so, I never used to see you. And oh yeah 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 i used to be like because she does the exact same thing there was a time she was with someone and i didn't see her for like over a year and when she's involved in someone i don't hear from her it's like the same pattern again and again and again but i'm aware of it now and you know i made her aware of it when she does it i do think it's only natural when someone gets involved with someone else romantically maybe it's a mistake that we make and shouldn't do because our friends are really important but your romantic relationship always tends to take priority like if you got with someone tomorrow, 
I wouldn't think you can't really do anything at the podcast. It'd be a bit fucked if you started like fucking up podcast related. But I feel like if you were to palm me off in a mate sense, I would understand a little a little bit because you'd be like in love or whatever. I think, yeah, that there should be a little bit of leeway given in a mate sense. But even in a mate sense, if it was something really important of yours like that you wanted me to come with and I was your plus one, I better be fucking turning up to that. I don't give a fuck if I'm in a relationship or something because I should be able to support you mm. regardless of what is going on. And I don't think I've done things like that, but... You know how a lot you said you'd help me move, right? I'd kind of expect you more to help me move if you were single. But if you were in a relationship, I kind of would just be like... Oh, it's like when my friends went off to uni but before I did. I just assume they're off on their life. So when someone's with someone, I just assume they're off living their life. No, man. I don't think it should be that way because we all still need support. I always look at people at people who are in couples as like not a lost cause, but like I've lost you now. That is that shit is not normal, man, and that is not the shit I aspire to get in my next relationship. Like fuck that shit, man. We're nearly at the end of what, what I wanted to talk about in this song. So, middle finger to you, so you can see what a whole carrot is. I need an answer, a reader of my tarot's. You couldn't tell that both of us needed a whole therapist. I made you fam when I greeted your whole parents, but later I realized they ain't teaching you what no sharing is. Ooh, Lord. So this, obviously, listen, I do tarot and all of that because I'm always, and I feel like this related to a lot of stuff about me because she's looking for answers. So she's mm. going to the tarot. I wasn't even doing tarot then. I wish I was because the tarot would have been like, get the fuck out, bitch. But um, Would you have listened though, Raj? Would you have listened? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But only... If we could get a time machine and go back and do a tarot, then we'll find out. I did do a tarot before I got with my ex. Yeah, and what did it say? Thing is, I was kind of seeing two people at the same time. Um, we went together together and um, she said someone really loves you. Like, so, <laughs> so generic. Someone, she was, okay. She said someone, and I didn't know which one she meant, but I, I guess she means my ex. Okay, so because genuinely during the last relationship, I was looking for a lot of answers and I was like, what? what is wrong with this person? Why can nothing work with this person? Why is everything I do wrong? And then I realized, oh, narcissist. That's how I found narcissism. Fine. Okay. And then she, then she's like, you couldn't tell that the both of us needed a whole therapist. And that's because, yeah, it always takes two to tango. Yeah. In a relationship, even if the other person's abusive or whatever, you also need a therapist to be like, why am I sticking in this and yep. staying with this behavior? Mm -hmm. What is happening to me that's making me rationalize and normalize all of their weird behaviors? Mm. Why am I taking this shit? So fucking hell, like if anyone has been in an unhealthy relationship and you feel like the other person was the unhealthy one, you still need therapy, okay? Yeah, I think that's really important. And that's what this podcast is about a lot of the time taking a look and thinking why am I doing this shit too yeah so I know in the past when I've stayed in relationships that are really rocky or like you know loving the high loving the lows because I was probably too scared to be on my own and didn't want to be on my own and thought that I had like a warped idea of what love was or what relationships should be and also was really codependent yeah whereas now I'm like I can't do that shit no more yeah, that shit's going in the bin. And then um, this was really interesting because she was like, I made you fan when I greeted your whole parents, but later I realized they ain't teach you what no sharing is. So I don't know, for me, when I meet someone's parents, it's such a big deal to me. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, and for me, like when I met my ex's parents, I thought it was such a big deal. And I thought it meant like, yeah, that's it. We are family now. We're bonded, all of that, right? And... I didn't realize that that was just something that he did with all his girlfriends. It didn't mean that you were in a great relationship and you were the one person that he brought home, even though he told me I was 
the second person he brought home because apparently the ex before me had forced him, which was a lie. Obviously, we found that out. But he had brought all his previous girlfriends home. And I had no idea of that. And the parents also, the parents used to feed me lies as well and be like, oh, you're the first girl he's brought home. And I knew he had brought home another girl because he had told me. So it was just a mess. It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. And I just think it's really easy to, you know, whatever something might mean to you, you automatically project that onto that situation. And it just might not be that deep for that person. He might bring like the stray cat home and be like, babe, let's feed this cat milk. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there was a girl at work the other day talking about she's going to have like a date which will actually end up in her staying at this guy's house or one of his family's members' houses. And she was like, it's too soon, da, da, da. And then all the guys, all the guys who were in the area were like, nah, that's fine. It don't mean anything. And we, all the girls were like, that's marriage. Yeah. You're asking me to get married. And then he was like, it's not my fault. If you think me and my mom and dad is getting married, that's your fault. That's your problem. And it, it's interesting to see different people's points of views. My mom's actually met a lot of people that I've saw over the years and my actual exes and knows about people because I talk to her about them because I need advice. Mm. I wouldn't take everyone to meet my dad, for example. Or okay. I wouldn't take everyone to meet my nan. Okay. Save that for- So when I meet your nan, I've made it, basically. I'd be like, I made it. You could meet my nan now. I've told you we can go to Southall and do a little <laughs> bit of shopping and bring her down. <laughs> that's fine, that's but fine. yeah, you can meet my nan. I see, I'm in the fam. I'm part of the fam, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Of course. Whoa. Of course you are, Raj. Woo! Wait, so if anyone meets your parents, is that it? It's done deal? Mm. Yeah, if I'm dating them, yeah. I don't let everyone meet my parents. I don't, like, we don't roll like that as a, but most of my friends have met my parents. Like, you've met my parents. Um, Anyone in my direct circle, yeah, they've met my parents. Uh, So, yeah, if you're going to be in a relationship with me and I see it going somewhere and I think there's actual potential, yeah, you're going to meet Bell and Sap, mate. So, get ready. There you go. You might get a discount on carpets, mate. Call me a laddie because I got magic carpets. Okay. I can't believe you just had that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what else was I going to say? And then she was like, "I realised they ain't teach you what no sharing is." It's also that thing of when you meet someone's parents, you can kind of piece together why they're so fucked up. <laughs> and you could just be like, "Wow, this is where you, this all this shit came from. These men, these women, these issues." Ooh. So yeah, sometimes it's, it's a good thing to meet those parents and be like, "Okay, I understand now where a lot of this shit came from." People don't get to choose their parents though, innit? No, they don't. And I, I also, I don't believe in um, making excuses for if if the parents have not been great at parenting, I don't believe in using that as an excuse for someone to be a shit person. Mm. Yeah, because it's ultimately, it's up to the person whether they want to work on that shit or not. And whether they want to play that role of, I had bad parents, so I'm going to be this person. Or whether they're going to be like, yeah, okay, I'm fully aware that my parents didn't do right by me, but actually I'm going to parent myself and work on myself and do all that. Because there are people that exist out there that do that. So I'm not here to, I'm not here for people who make excuses about that shit. Like, fuck that. It's interesting because as I think, I'm thinking about people I know and whose parents I kind of know. And there's people I know who treat people, someone I was seeing who treats who would treat girls badly. And when I look at their family situation, I can see what they've grown up around and maybe I would understand. And then I've seen other people who've got what would be the dream situation who just like complain about their parents. And it's kind of like, people don't recognize their own privilege sometimes. Yeah, it's a skill being self-aware. 
Damn. Right, Raj, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to anyone who makes you feel like you aren't doing things right if you're alone, even if that is yourself. Time alone is always positive and it's very, very important. And I think phases of your life that you have spent alone are usually the most fruitful phases of your life. So it's it's a very important time to get to know yourself better, get to know what you want. And I also just want to say thank you next as well, just a bonus to the people you have in circles who constantly put this pressure on you needing to not be alone. Yeah. I can't stand that. That is so annoying. Every time I meet up with certain people, they're like, so what's going on? Are you dating? Are you doing this? Are you doing... No, no, no. I'm, look, I'm making a podcast. I'm developing these pictures. I'm writing. I'm working on my fucking dreams. I'm working on my dream body. I'm uh, getting my hair cut. I don't know. Fucking ask me other things. Like, there's other things to talk about in life. It's not the be all and end all to be in a relationship. And I'm so sick of certain people making that literally the subject of the conversation all the time and the be all and end all of life. Mm. It feeds into, though, the narrative that is you're not complete if you're alone and that's where I think sometimes maybe that's where I get it from I don't know even yesterday I was with my mom's friend and she did just say oh yeah so you seen anyone kind of thing I guess that's just like a normal question you'd ask someone but then I answered uh, no because I am trying to work on my own shit instead of making it someone else's problem I guess it wasn't I don't think it was bad that she asked me I mean I've not seen her in years no that's different yeah but sometimes when people say it it's the way it's said isn't it yeah and it's how often that question is asked to you when they probably know the answer because of how you roll you know yeah also though when you see people in like relationships that you wouldn't want to be in you see relationships are a bit questionable i've got friends and family members i don't ask them why they're still in it or why are you still doing that it's like default it's like default or right to be in it but actually you're looking at it like that's fucked yeah but you can't say that i wouldn't say that thank you next all right so let's get on to lesson three so one taught me take time to be grateful and to dream big Mm. so this is from the tune payday it is payday in it yeah i think it's payday and the song is actually one of those like yeah yeah making money i get money it's like a feel good tune it's actually not deep at all really um but i looked into one of the lyrics you know me very i'm a deep guy so i look into shit Mm, that's why your name's hard deep there you go there was one line you're a twat uh there was one line that stuck with me is i just can't believe i got what i wanted all my life there's been points in my life where i have got everything i've wanted and i've been fucking miserable oh shit yeah there's been things that i've like worked for or relationships i wanted people i've wanted in my life friends i've wanted and i've just still been fucking miserable and i think the key here is i never actually took time to be grateful for those things i think obviously lockdown and now being on my own i look for those things to be more grateful about so when i was walking into work the other day i was like producing on radio one i was like i'm producing a show on radio one and then i'm making social media content that's about love island and then i'm making a podcast my own content which has always been like a dream of mine to do so yeah i think it's really important to take time to be grateful take a step back and just look at what is going on but also to write down your goals and look back and see how you did because I realized this the first time I wrote down my goals properly and I actually never used to write down my goals because I was 
I was embarrassed actually. I was embarrassed. I don't know. I didn't think, oh yeah, someone's going to come pick up my notepad, but I was so embarrassed because they were so big to write them down. And then, oh, if I failed or not achieved them, I've got this reminder of this piece of paper of basically what a value I am. So yeah, I never used to write them down, but then I wrote them down and then I came back to them six months later and I basically achieved them all. And I was thinking I wanted to do that now, actually, because I wrote down my goals back in December. I'm going to look back at them and see if I've actually achieved any of the things I said. Are you ready, Raj? Go on then, bring it. It got a blue folder here. Oh my God, it's a big folder. Wasn't expecting that. Blue means success, joke. I uh, thought purple, oh no, purple means dreams, doesn't it? Dreams coming true and shit. There's a lot here, look, Raj. Jesus Christ, it's an essay, mate. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's, the, so it's on different, um, fucking hell, a lot of these are very, these are very big goals. I've done it in different areas. So it's like careers one, relationships one, and material things and stuff like that. All right, so... I wrote here, I make people laugh, entertain and tell important stories through my work. We do that every fucking week. I am passionate about my work and excited about every piece of content I create. We've fucking done that. I'm not going to read all of them because there's a lot here. I wrote content creation is my full-time job. I feel like it's getting there. It is your full-time job. Get, what are you talking getting about? getting there. It is Oh my God, yeah, job. it is. Oh my God, it actually is my full-time job. This is the thing. So when you look back, you're like, fuck, I actually do this now yeah bitches i'm surrounded by supportive and loving people you're looking at one right now i learn through my relationships with me i've got a relationship podcast what are you talking about that is what we do all the time my relationships are a source of joy they are although this morning i was getting a bit annoyed not at you and i think i wrote here that i want a double bed and you're getting a double bed aren't you i'm about i'm about to do that in a month's time i know see two months time that's fucking mad and it oh it also says i have a bath i will have a bath basically you've got to sometimes look back and think about these things because you actually realize fuck I've actually got a lot of things yeah I think it's true and I think genuinely like I forget all of the milestones and good things that I've Mm. got in my career because it's always about the next thing it's always about the next move and even if you speak to anyone Mm -hmm. they're always like so what's your next move what are you doing now what are you doing next so there's never really a time to focus on actually yeah uh the things I did achieve and I remember when I was very very little and my mum used to take me on the tube and we used to go past White City where TVC is television center here in the UK I always used to look at the BBC as a kid and be like I'm going to work in that building one day as a child, as a small fucking child. And I used to remember when I used to go for a shit in that building um, on my breaks and I'd stare at my badge, my BBC badge would be in there. And I used to think about all those tube journeys that I had and I'd be, you know, in the tube kicking my feet and being like, I'm going to work there someday. And there I'd be like, look, now I'm shitting in here. Like, it's great. It's such a like, and I'm sorry to put it that way, but that was when I used to think about it when I'd be on the bog being like, oh my God, I used to really want to work here and now I'm working here. And I was just this child that used to look into this building being like, that's the BBC and now here I am. And mm. that's like one memory that I'm just like, that That makes me happy. That makes me really, really happy. But it's like you said, like, I forgot, I won a fucking award for best new presenter, like in my fucking 30s, which is like not when you would A, think that anyone would win anything for best new anything, right? Not in our industry anyway, considering how ageist everyone gets, right? But um. And and it was for fucking Radio 1, again, somewhere that I had sort of given up hope for working for and things like that. And I don't know, it's, it's important to have dreams. And I did have dreams of working for Radio 1 and I never thought it would be in the capacity of, in the forms of a podcast about reality TV, but hey, you know, it's, yeah. I can still say I worked for Radio 1. I don't know though, it's weird because Hardy, I, I forget this stuff so easily. I forget all of that. 
I always look at myself as this person <laughs> that's kind of struggling, that's trying to do all these things. And I'm always trying to do these things and what are the obstacles and blah, 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 blah. And I, I, it's never as simple as, you know, that, that kid that used to go on the tube and be like, I'm going to work there one day. Yeah. I think it's good to be in touch with what you wanted and where you're at within that. And did you get half of the shit you wanted? And if you did, then you just got to keep going and you got to keep moving. But I, some of us kind of fall into that trap of, being like, I'm struggling, I'm still struggling. Nah, nah, nah. I, f- I feel like a lot of people do that. I do that. And it's really interesting because every time I catch up with someone that I haven't spoken to in a few months, they'll be like, oh, you're doing so well. You're doing so good. And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But maybe I am doing all right. Maybe I am doing well. Maybe I'm doing good. I don't know. Considering all I ever wanted was a job in the building that I'm working in. And now I'm like, fucking could do it in my sleep. That's mad. Yeah. So, Hardy, what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to being ungrateful and being too scared to dream. Next. We've got a couple of other lyrics that we just wanted to shout out while we're here. So Hardy's going to take this one first. So in the fifth song on the album, Need to Know, she says, I might just fucking with my makeup on. I will. I think I've only had sex once with my makeup on. Right, what about you? <laughs> When I used to wear my eyeliner and stuff, this one ex used to rub my eyeliner off during sex. I used to find that so weird. Why was he touching your eye? I don't fucking know, but he'd be like, he'd be rubbing it off. And it'd just be like, all right, I'm going to have to put that on in a minute. But yeah. That's fucking weird. Um, The other lyric as well, eat it till I change my thong. I mean, going back to the underwear thing we were talking about earlier, thongs have even less surface area set surface in that region. So, it but that's the whole point of a thong, right? No, no, like, in the in the vag region, obviously, it's a lot thinner than like yeah, like pants, like a full brief. I mean, I'm not out here wearing full briefs, but anyway, um, I feel like it wouldn't take a lot, like just a little. Just, you probably need to change it anyway, you know? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. There's bare times I haven't even got down to anything, and I'm like, these need to be changed. Just saying. Yeah. The next lyrics we just wanted to shout out was um, there's a track called I Don't Do Drugs featuring Ariana Grande. And it says, love got me fucked up, got me unstuck, chasing that rush, had to give in, couldn't give up. I just want you, but I don't do drugs. And I mean, this is that thing, isn't it? That like love and fancying someone new can be so addictive. And it's like you saying earlier on in the podcast that when that dude wasn't messaging you back, you started looking at your phone more. That is the addiction kicking in. Mm. But I was saying to you as well that Hardy, isn't that an attachment style? Like, why are you expecting a response from him immediately? Because I do this, right? I It's been over a week. He might, I don't know. I've got a feeling that he's probably going to respond like later, but... He's playing some games. I was saying this to you that I, there are certain people that I will respond to immediately and there are other people that I won't because mm. they haven't earned that place in my life and maybe they've got to earn it to get a response uh, ASAP Rocky. But um, mm. yeah, got to be aware of that thing of like, is it becoming like an addiction? Is it becoming like one of those things? And actually, I don't want to be on my phone waiting for someone to message me back. Like, fuck that. I got a mm. life to live. I got shit going down. My life doesn't resolve around you and your fucking messages. You're not that funny anyways. So. Whatever, dude. And I'm also like, have you seen this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Love is a drug to me. Yeah, maybe it shouldn't be. Maybe that's something you got to work on. Maybe it's that love shouldn't be a drug. I'm working, honey. I'm trying. I'm trying, dude. Because, you know, like drugs are either uppers or downers. And it's just like, Stop. really love. Stop it. Love shouldn't be an upper or what (laughs) what what is it feeling too much is it feeling too heavy oh my god it's so personal 
I can't take it. It's like you're, it's, I feel so violated. There's even lyrics in this track that says, um, you don't really hit me back because I feel like I'm attached. Oh boy. I just think it's that thing, like, let's not get attached to people. I don't even want your fucking text back, bro. A book I was reading was saying as well, I think it was the attached book, that there's this whole narrative now that's like, don't be attached or codependency is really bad. But actually it's natural. Like our biology, it you can't help it. Like we are, you know, humans, we crave that. But that's why we're all working so hard on having boundaries, healthy boundaries and da 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 Because we're, we're working with our heads to do all that shit, right? <laughs> Tell us the next one. What if I die alone though? Shut up, Harley. I love this song. I love this song, Love to Dream. I love it. But yeah, Harley... Tell us about it. Oh, I got everything but real love. I feel like I got everything but real love. I saw that and it did It did speak to me. I'm real love. I'm not fucking imaginary. Well, this Ugh. is the thing. So I was talking... The thing is, I think I might have said this ages ago. But I was talking to someone about types of love. And so the lyric is, I got everything but real love. And I think a lot of us and me definitely can fall into a trap by thinking the only love that is valid is romantic love when actually we see love in so many different ways the other day there was a girl standing outside the shop and she had an issue with her phone she was trying to connect to the wi-fi she was like a kid after i walked out and i was like are you okay and like i did that out of love because i want to check this girl's okay and like my eyes was almost crying i was almost crying chatting to this kid because i was just like felt for her she wasn't even there was nothing wrong with her but she was so nice and sweet and i was just like shit like i'm gonna cry man i just wanted that's so cute um and then the lyric that i i'm gonna just read the verse out so it says i know what you mean you don't fuck with randoms i got everything everything but real love i got in my head i bet you could get me back out or you could leave me there Mm. so you know we always say on this podcast that Well, we have started saying it. Don't spend too much time focusing on, I need to heal. I'm still healing. Don't forget to get back out there. And I feel like that's kind of maybe where she's going with this is that I got in my head because I'm fucking focusing on healing and all of that shit. But I I bet you could get me back out of my head. This is interesting because I read this as... Get me back into the game. When you said, or you could leave me there, she's she's leaving it all to him to make the decision. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I've done that before. I've done that before. I'm like, it's either, it's up to you whether you're in or out. I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to fight for you before you fight for me. No, but she's like, I got in my head. I bet you could get me back out or you could leave me there. It's like she's leaving it all in his hands. As in her whole state is her future. But she's okay being in her head, right? But she's like, if you want to get me back out, you can. Or you can just leave me here. Mm, Interesting, interesting. Can you do the best Doja? What does she do? She's like, <laughs> what sound does she make all the time? She, yeah, yeah. Doja has a really cute singing voice and I love it. I'm a big fan of the cute singing voice. I think it's really sweet. I you talk it. to your mom in that voice. Do I? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I can't do a Doja impression because the singing voice is too sweet. I can't sing like that. It's very sweet. I do like Doja, but sometimes I find that uh, the sound annoying. I like it because it's dreamy. It's It's a bit like nasal. I'm like, all right, chill out. No, I can't. You know what I don't like is a nasal radio presenter. I can't deal with that. That's where I'm like, I'm out. Can't you deal with this? How's this? Yeah, I would have been like, no, mate, (laughs) go. Do you like like the way I sound? No, mate. 
please don't do that to me oh my god don't just do that really don't do that to us mate don't do that although you listen to raj panda on yeah Capital breakfast jesus christ oh my god yeah if i sounded like that i bet you they'd give me a job anyway, anyway. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of thank you next we want to shout out doja cat shout out her new album if you haven't heard it yet check it out she best pay us for all this promo the whole fucking episode based on doja cat like yeah maybe you know maybe we can get a little bit of those royalties now make sure you share this episode with a fan of doja cat someone who likes good music or a mate of yours who might be able to benefit from some of the stuff we've been chatting about today so we've been chatting about bear shit, love addiction. Yeah, like share it with someone who has felt lonely recently. Me and Raj obviously talk about the episodes before we do them a little bit. I think it's really important for us to share that that's how we've been feeling because I felt that way many, many times during the pandemic. I was so lonely. Yes. I was so lonely. I have no I hate that song. Anyway. Um, I feel like people don't talk about it enough it's not cool to be lonely or whatever but you know what sometimes I feel that way and so what my name's Shaniqua and what so if you feel felt a type of way about anything we talked about make sure you get in touch email us or leave us a voice note because we'd love to hear your voice because you get to hear ours and we want to hear yours so we can have a conversation it's hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can slide in the dms on the socials we're thank you next pod on insta tiktok and twitter and if you look at our socials right now rahul rise up there man reading his thirsty comments man like rahul you know what i feel like all types of women love him oh my mom loved him when i was editing the episode because i was editing it out loud she was like who is this talking about finance who is this he sounds like a good boy i was like okay i feel like no you know he's so like who would dislike him yeah only like majorly problematic people would probably dislike him yeah and that's why you couldn't find hate comments about him you couldn't find them that's why Imagine I told him that I was searching for hate comments for him. Like, wow. He took everything really well, so yeah. Yeah, he was a good sport. He was. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to give us a review so other people can find us. Our reviews are up and working again. They weren't working for a while. So please leave us a review. Yeah, because I check that every day. I check it daily. I'm not going to lie. I check it every day and be like, anything new? Anything new? Guys, let us know how you feel. So we'll be back next week with more shit. We want to say thank you next to... Goodbye, people. We love you. And don't be lonely because we're here. And uh, let us know if your undies don't fit your vag very well. Oh, my God. Mine don't. I've never had this issue, but I don't know. How? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're wearing the wrong underwear. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you. Next. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.